of Oakland, California, epic recording artist, Tower of Power. Hello and welcome to the Pass the Pro Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Hodel. On today's show, we'll be speaking with defender Nick Lima of the San Jose Earthquakes about his career path to this point. But before we get into that, we'll be joined like we will be every time by Path to Pro's founder and CEO, Eric Bucheri, to get some updates on the upcoming combine in San Diego in August, as well as about the addition of a women's combine to the schedule for January. So let's get right into it with our first guest, the founder of Path to Pro Soccer, Eric, welcome to the show. Tommy, thanks for having me. Maybe look back a little bit at the combine from San Francisco. Can you uh, maybe give us an update on some of the players who have found success or got a pro contract coming out of the January combine? Maybe an update on Devante in Phoenix, Manny in, P- in Rio Grande Valley, and some others? Yeah, those are kind of the three that stand out. Devontae's had a good season. He's uh, kind of filtered in at right back. Him and Cody Wakaza is also actually another Path to Pro alum. Um, have kind of split that right back position. He's done really well. Both those guys have done well. Devontae's just been so athletic, and his speed have improved every season he's been a pro. And uh, Phoenix is actually probably the best USL team I've seen this year. They're on a tear, and uh, that's great to see him and Cody doing well. Um, Manny's had a good season. Started pretty consistently for RGV and and uh, played a game with Dynamo, um, their Open Cup game, and did really well. I think he got an assist that game, so he's done fantastic. And uh, of course, the big one is Kevin Partida. He, he uh, started off the season with Reno, kind of didn't uh, feature as much, and then got into the lineup and kind of turned their team around and finally got a chance with the Quake match, did great, and ended up signing a season-long loan with uh, the Quakes in MLS, which has been a, a great accomplishment for him. And a little bit of a hiccup in his first game, getting the red card and uh, playing out of position, but hopefully he gets another shot. I'd love to see him continue to do well because he's a player that can definitely do it. That's great to hear. Path to Pro recently added a second summer combine to the schedule, hosting this time at a different location on the UC San Diego campus. Uh, what led to the addition of this combine and location choice going to Southern California? Yeah, the, um, the addition of the combine is basically just um, an example of the business growing, and uh, it was another kind of great time of year. Um, I learned as a USL coach last year that the summer is a great time to add on to a roster. A lot of USL teams and, and uh, teams, in uh, MLS as well, are looking to kind of add a couple players just to freshen things up on a short-term contract with an option for the following season or a couple-year contract, but just uh, starting to build for their following season and get some guys in on like an extended trial or a short-term contract if they need some players. So the August uh, month is a great time to sign players. The signing window doesn't end up closing until September, so we saw a little bit of a hole in the market. Um, We also wanted to get some guys that were in form, finishing up their UPSL, NDSL and PDL seasons, um, guys that have done well, we wanted to give them a shot uh, in front of some USL clubs. So we think San Diego is a great market. There's a lot of players in that area, and uh, we're excited to get some of those new USL D3 teams in the mix as well and see if anybody can catch on. That's awesome. And can we talk about a little bit uh, who can we expect to see in the San Diego Combine, both, I guess, in terms of club scouting and players? Um, Path to Pro recently announced that Club Tijuana Cholos will be in attendance. Yeah, we're stoked to have Cholos. They're a big addition. Um, it's fantastic to get some clubs globally. Players that are coming, we'll, uh, we'll probably start making our player announcements in a few weeks, but uh, we're really excited. And what's kind of uh, a little bit overwhelming is the interest again this combine. And uh, I just know I'm going to have to turn away so many good players, which is actually going to be tough. So I hope uh, guys sign up early because it's always tricky to 
end up turning away really good players late because he's built up. That's really awesome. And then one other thing that's been added recently is a Path Pro added a women's combine for next January. Um, this is all really awesome to hear because California is without a women's pro team, and there's tons of talented uh, women in both the WPSL and the, the UWS as well who haven't got a proper look because of the region they're in. Can you tell us a little bit more about why you decided to add to the to the whole project as well? Yeah, I think you kind of just hit the nail on the head. I mean, as much as there's a hole in the market in the men's game, the women's game is even bigger of a hole. And American players on the women's side are, are so sought after globally that uh, we feel like it could be a great, great event and an awesome opportunity for um, some female players and that are looking to make that jump to play professionally. And as the women's game continues to grow, we, we think it's going to be an awesome opportunity. So, yeah, we're looking forward to starting that. We've got... Uh, a lot going on coming up, and the women's combine is probably the most exciting piece that we have that we're adding next season. And then, just finally, the the first guest on the show is going to be a player you coached back in 2006 with the Burlingame Dragons. Uh, what can you tell us about Nick Lima, both as a player and a person, from your slightly more inside perspective? Yeah, Nick is. I mean, he's as good as it comes in terms of his character. He's an awesome young man. He's a Bay Area local. Um, I got to work with him two seasons with the Dragons. He uh, in 2015, he was awesome. He uh, showed signs of doing it. And then in 2016, he really kind of came into start horse when we had a great run. And he uh, can play a bunch of different positions. I think he was a, a forward as a youth player. So he's dangerous in front of goal, and he's got great feet. Uh, he played it outside back for us, mostly left back, just filling in a left back hole. And he's done very well and continued that success right into MLS, which is kind of rare. And, you know, watching the Quakes, I think, Nick's been a player that stood out consistently for them as one of their better guys, which is just amazing. He's a 23-year-old that's probably one of their top players. So really happy for Nick. Um, I'm excited for him to be the first guest on the combine. I think he's going to be excellent and uh, just a great guy to talk to, really down-to-earth and humble young man. So always root for Nick and happy to hear what he has to say. Well, perfect. We look forward to talking to him. Thanks for the updates. Love it, Tommy. We'll be back in just a moment with the San Jose Earthquake standout second-year player, Nick Lima. Welcome back to the show. I'm excited to now be joined by Nick Lima. Nick, welcome to the show, and thanks for taking the time to be our first guest. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be here. Awesome. Can we go back to the beginning for you? Can you take us back maybe to the moment, I guess, where you fell in love with the game of soccer or maybe your first memories of the game growing up in the East Bay? Did you always dream of becoming a pro soccer player? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I think um, I got to dig deep in the archives right now. Um, yeah, since since I can remember, yeah, just playing with uh, a ball on the sideline with at my brother's baseball games. And yeah, I mean, being the East Bay guy, the Earthquakes, that was, that was a team. And, and Manchester United abroad was, was, was who I was a fan of growing up. You then, I guess, after playing as a youth player, chose to play at Cal Berkeley under one of my uh, favorite college coaches around, Kevin Grimes. W what led you to that decision, and what did you enjoy most about playing for Coach Grimes? Um, I mean, I think just being from here led me to that decision, knowing how good of a school it was. I grew up a Stanford fan. Uh, Stanford football, um, and when it came to choosing between those two schools, um, you know those those were my two favorites. And uh, you know, I Cal, I saw an opportunity to learn, yeah, under Kevin Grimes and and their system, and 
my style of play I thought it fit and yeah I guess um it ended up being a pretty pretty good choice to say the least I guess as a Cal kid you also wanted to play with Stanford what's it like to I guess call the Stanford Stadium home for one game each year as an Earthquakes player oh I think it's huge you know you look forward to it um Every year, it's it's a huge game in Costco. Um, last year was what fifty fifty five thousand somewhere like that, and uh, yeah, it, I'm I'm really excited for it. Unfortunately, last year I didn't play in it. I got a red card the game before, um, but yeah, I'm excited to be playing. And I mean, you take it what it is. It's just another game that we need to win. During during your college years, like a lot of players, you participated in the PDL. What is it about the PDL and specifically the Burlingame Dragons that you thought it was best to use it as, I guess, to keep progressing your career during the college offseason? Yeah, I mean, it's it's another opportunity to play games and, you know, get atmosphere. I, like, like it wasn't Burlingame. The first year, you know, I going into my junior season, that was 2015, um, I don't think I really saw more than a couple minutes on the field. You know, I went in and coaching to know who he was, you know, wasn't a fan of me, my play style, and I just kind of had to, you know, kind of work again. And, you know, they don't even, they don't care who you are, college you come from. And so it's a good competitive environment, and Burlingame was a competitive team, and we did well. And it was a uh, it was a cool opportunity to do it with a bunch of guys from local colleges as well as uh, from, from all over the place. As now we have quite a few guys from that Burlingame squad and, in 2016, that are that are actually in that was that was overall a pretty stacked team. It's one of the best PDL teams I've actually seen over my years watching it. But I guess following that time, you got signed by your local MLS team, the San Jose Earthquakes. Um, you mentioned already that you were a fan of the Earthquakes growing up. Did you have a specific memory as a fan, as a kid, following the Earthquakes? Yeah, they're throwing little uh, like soccer balls out one time, and I hot dog in my left hand. And I was at Spartan Stadium, and they threw it. And I remember it came right by me, caught it, and dropped my hot dog. But I got the Earthquakes ball, and I was stoked. <laughs> That's awesome. So then what did it mean to, to, to get the homegrown contract offer to, to play with San Jose? Is it the only place where you wanted to play? Yeah, here here domestically, of course. Um, it, it, you know, it's awesome. It's, a, it's an opportunity, you know, to just, you know, be a part of the transformation and growth of this club over – this season and in the next uh, few years and going forward. Oh, that's really cool, dude. One thing I, I noticed is a young friend of mine, someone I think you know as well, Alex Ibarra, he created a, a banner for you on your very first game that entitled Lima Time. What does that mean to you have, to have that kind of support from the local fans right from the beginning and to have so many young players like Alex look up to you? Does that give you extra confidence or motivation? Yeah, absolutely. You know, friends, family, and you know, I was one of his coaches uh, the year before, and to have that, it, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. And to see it every game, you know, it, it, it's, it's pretty cool. And then, following a standout rookie season, you, you were at the call up to the U.S. Men's National Janu- Team's January camp. Can you take us back to the moment where you got the call? What was going through your head, or do you remember that moment? Yeah, I, was, I, I think I was well. It was just uh, excitement, joy, and then also. Um, you know, a huge opportunity that I actually didn't expect. And then um, one that hopefully happens again and I'll be ready. Yeah, and, and unfortunately in that match against Bosnia, you didn't get on the field. Did, was this a huge disappointment to you or is this something that you can take as motivation as, I guess, the next carrot, the next step? 
no, I just, I just know that now, you know, what I did got me that close. And so, yeah, you got to do a little more. And, and hopefully it keeps getting you a, a little a little step up each time and eventually become a mainstay and hopefully, you know, a big big impact on the team. Was it just yesterday or two days ago it was announced uh, you signed a new multi-year contract with the San Jose Earthquakes? And how how excited are you to, to, to commit your future to the San Jose Earthquakes? And what does it mean that the organization sees you as such a vital piece uh, moving forward? Well, I mean, I, I mean, you said it right there at the end. Um, yeah, they, you know, everything I give, and they see that in me, and, and you know, it, it makes me want to be here even more than, than I already do in my home hometown club. And, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to you know, getting after it and, and keep keep uh, keep growing as a club, an organization, and, of course, as a player in San Jose. So it's been maybe not the the best start as a team, over your last two seasons with the Earthquakes, you've gone through three head coaches. How difficult is that as a player? And what is it going to take to get the, I guess, the ship turned around in San Jose moving in a different direction? Yeah, the player, you just got you kind of got to do your own thing, fit into their system and, and do your role and, and just be consistent with it. Um, with different coaches, you know, you can't, you, you learn new systems as far as, you know, taking what you can out of it and, and new philosophies, but I think you you learned how to be versatile in, in that situation and adapt because that's how it could be anywhere in the world. And, you know, I got to take it as a learning experience and then do the best I can with it. I, I assume you've been watching a little bit of the World Cup. I know you probably had training during the second set of matches today, but is there an outside back at the World Cup that you particularly enjoy watching? And, and if so, who? What is it about that p- player that you like watching? At this World Cup, I mean, yeah, I always watch, you know, whatever, whoever's on the field. Um, I mean, Germany has a few um, that I've watched, uh, you know, Santa Kimmich. Um, but, you know, I mean, Nacho in Spain is pretty good. Is his goal. That was sweet. But, I, you know, just I kind of watch everyone and, and like that. And Tony Valencia is my guy. But, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just enjoy the games. I'm more of a fan when it comes to the World Cup. Yeah, it's Maybe maybe not exactly the best that the U.S. is out, but I guess we can be neutrals and enjoy the entire game. So you mentioned Valencia. That I assume that goes back to being a Manchester United fan. How did you, how did you get tied to that team? Um, well, actually, that was just when I was young. Um, I'm I'm a Tottenham supporter now, but I just like his play style and, and find similarities in it. So I, I like watching him. Awesome. That's really cool. I, I guess then. For you, what what do you see as the next big step? What is what does the future hold for Nick Lima in, in soccer and beyond? Is you mentioned that it was exciting to sign with San Jose locally, but there's also looking to maybe push even further. What what does the future look like? Um, well, I'm getting this club turned around first, getting some wins, and, and then uh, hopefully, you know, with the national team, that's that's the ultimate goal is is you know becoming a mainstay, find a spot on that team, and playing a little cup and, you know, see where, see where the club pack takes me from there. That's awesome. And then is, is there anything else you'd, you'd, I guess, like to let our listeners know about your progress to becoming a professional, something that you actually, that you might have done that we might not know about? Um, you know, it, it just, you know, there was a time when soccer wasn't my passion. You know, right after my freshman year of college, I almost quit and played football. And, you know, I realize that you know you work so hard at something and you love it so much you can't you can't you gotta see it through and i think just yeah through through all the adversity of changing from a forward to right back at that time 
uh, it ended up working out pretty well. So I'm pretty happy that I stuck with it. If you don't mind me asking, what was going through your head that was some of your ability that you almost wanted to quit the game? Because that that speaks volumes. A lot of people don't know the struggles that even the top players have to go through. Yeah, I mean, I was a forward my whole life. Got recruited as a forward, and then you know, I going through high school as well. I was playing football and, and fell in love with it. And then after that, you know, I was like, well, I'm not forward anymore in soccer, and that's what I love doing. Coming in a defender was was a huge change. And so, yeah, I just had to had to deal with it and knew, knew my goal and knew I wanted to be in soccer and just had to, you know, had to work at it and get there. And so it was a little harder, but it, uh, it paid off. And it's still a long way to go, but glad I'm sticking with it. Do you ever look back sometimes and say that maybe that, that struggle helped as well as the switch in positions may, may have been for the best in the long run? Yeah, always. And there, there's always things that, you know, are better off and, Maybe things that aren't, but yeah, of course. I mean, there's multiple things, though, aside from that, that you, you always look back on and are thankful for in the end. Well, that's all I got for you, Nick. Thanks so much for taking the time to join me as our first guest. I truly appreciate the time and can't wait to continue to follow your career. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. That was Nick Lima of the San Jose Earthquakes. Thanks for joining us here at the Path to Pro Soccer Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Tommy Hodel. You can find me on Twitter at HodelBase, and make sure to follow Path to Pro Soccer on Twitter as well to keep up to date with everything that's going on. We hope you join us next time, and until then, keep supporting the beautiful game.